This is the Mercy Talk podcast. Mercy Talk is brought to you by Mercy Multiplied. We exist to encourage, equip, and empower both men and women with the same biblically-based principles we've seen work for over 35 years in our residential homes. If you want to find out more, head on over to mercymultiplied.com. Hey everyone, my name is Rachel Thomas and I'm one of your hosts. I'm the podcast coordinator and content specialist here at Mercy. And I am one of your other hosts, Dr. Brooke Keels, the Senior Director of Counseling and Program Strategy here at Mercy. I oh, Man, Brooke, your title is so long. I almost always cut you off because I think you're done and you're not done. <laughs> not done. Still good. You're going. It's an important title, guys. Well, <laughs> hey, guys, I'm Melanie Wise. I'm the Senior Director of Outreach here at Mercy, and we just want to all welcome you back to another episode of Mercy Talk. Uh, this month is Mental Health Awareness Month, so we always feel like we should probably talk about that considering that's something that we deal with quite a bit and address a lot as an organization. Um, And as we have kind of been talking about this topic, a few things have just kind of, I don't know, like risen to the surface in our conversations that have made, that have really kind of driven where we're going to head with today's podcast and next week's podcast as well. Um, You know, again, as I mentioned, at least for the outreach department, we've just been having some conversations about how, I mean, this is what like what we do as an organization and what we seek to equip people with are things that will address their emotional health, their spiritual health, and their mental health. And we talk about how we are holistic beings and every part affects every other part and how the physical affects all the things. We aren't doing a lot to address the physical, although I guess we could do more, you know, eating, sleeping, <laughs> you know, exercising, all those things, but that's not really, that's not typically our focus as an organization, although we know how much they affect one another, but, you know, addressing and looking at the the mental health of people is a really big part of who we are as an organization. And this whole, everyone's talking about the mental health crisis in America right now, because COVID has ravaged us in every possible way. And now it's just (laughs) mental health issues everywhere. Right. You know, and And I think, Brooke, you and I were talking about this a few days ago, just about how when people hear mental health, they Mm -hmm. kind of immediately put it in this category um, that a lot of times can kind of exclude themselves, to be honest. Like, they're like, oh, mental health, like that's for like, that's for big time issues. That's for people who, you know, need to go to a psychiatrist and get diagnosed with all of these things. And, and, and that's not me. Like, I don't really need to worry too much about my mental health because I'm sane. Mm. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And so what we're going to kind of try to talk about today and next week um, is really just how we should all be concerned with our own mental health. Because if you look at all the different aspects of who we are, None of us are perfectly physically healthy. Mm-hmm. You think yeah. you are, I don't know. Give me some tips. None of us are perfectly spiritually healthy. None of us are perfectly emotionally healthy, right? Like right. none of us right. would claim that, but a lot of us would say like, no, I'm totally mentally, I'm fine. I'm fine mentally. I'm mentally healthy. None of us are perfectly mentally healthy. Y'all. Like we mm-hmm. all have areas where we can grow. So today 
we wanted to focus on what we mean when we actually say mental health and why it should matter to every single one of us. Um, and I know like Brooke, when you and I were talking about this specific episode, we were like, if anyone hears the title of this podcast and says, oh yeah, that doesn't apply to me, you are probably the exact person that the show is for. Right. So do not turn this off, do not tune us out. This is for all of us. Yes. So I'm excited about it. Yes. No, that's so good. And I I can relate to that so closely because I've had those moments where there's those conversations and I think, oh, no, I'm good. I'm good today. Like today was a good day. Like I woke up and I, you know, I was doing the things and checking the boxes. Uh, but it's just a good reminder that that doesn't mean that you have like conquered or, you know, all of the things. Uh, and, and, also too that we don't want to be on this continual journey of growing and and being we talk about this all the time more freedom you know and health and and all of that so it applies to everybody just yes. I needed that reminder for me so let's start with a basic definition of what uh you know mental health is because I think a lot of us uh, and we'll talk about this too can confuse mental health with mental illness. So yes. let's talk with men, talk about mental health first. So that's from, this is from mentalhealth.gov and they define it this way. It says mental health includes our emotional, uh, psychological and social well-being. It affects how we think, feel and act. It also helps to determine how we handle stress, relate to others and make choices. Mental health is important at every stage of life from childhood and adolescence through adulthood. And as I read that definition, I think that's, that, that pretty much covers it. <laughs> you know, it's like how I react when I'm stressed, how I relate to other people, uh, you know, how, anyways, yeah, this is going to be a good conversation. So with that being said, you know, Brooke is our resident expert in this field, <laughs> my friend, can you again, just share with us, uh, a little bit more on that definition of mental health, but maybe again, the difference and why some people confuse mental health with mental illness. I think that's important because that may be part of the reason why people maybe get scared or shy away and go, oh, that's not me. Like, I'm good. I'm fine. And we're going, oh, no, wait, like this. No, this applies to everybody. You have to be mentally healthy. <laughs> so could you maybe break that down just a little bit? Yeah. Um, I think one thing is that for some reason, I feel like when you put the word mentally in front of anything, it just all of a sudden <laughs> yes. triggers this idea of like, you know, severe schizophrenia or, yes. you know, this severe thing. And so, um, and I think too, there's been a little bit of a cultural, as people became aware of mental health, that one is maybe struggling, like it's this very nebulous idea. And then, I mean, I remember, you know, uh, as an elder millennial, um, who probably, <laughs> who has no home, yeah. has no has home, no home. Yeah. generation, uh, you know, um, when people were like, I need to take a mental health day. And we were, we're all like, what is wrong with you? Like, <laughs> like what a wuss that they yeah, have to it. take care of themselves it. emotionally. And so, you know, I think, and this was probably as a counselor, uh, to be honest with you, <laughs> but all that to say, you know, the, it just was not, it was seen as a weakness and not a value. And then the idea that, 
you know, um, well, if I say I'm struggling with something, it has to be severe enough to then become an illness, right? Mm -hmm. So you didn't feel safe, maybe going like, man, I'm, you know, I'm really depressed about some things that are happening or sad about something that's just without labeling it. Right. Right. So every, everything talking about mental health is also that, right. It's psychiatric in nature. It's labeled in nature. We quit saying, I mean, I just did it. We quit saying I'm sad. We're now depressed. Like everything became diagnosable. So it became medical mm-hmm. versus I have emotions that right. I feel. I have thoughts that I have, you know, like when we talk about like renewing the mind and all those things like that, those are areas of our life that we have to have authority in and, and take control over. And, you know, we've talked about this before too, but like our emotions are meant to be examined, not to drive, right. They don't drive the car. Um, And so there was just all this nuance that I think, honestly, we just didn't really talk about. And now I, I feel like we, we are like, we're kind of taking that back. Um, and so, you know, mental health is, and my healthy physical health, you know, someone's like, how is your physical health? You know what I'm doing? Okay. Could probably, you know, do a little bit more exercise or whatever, you know, eat less Taco Bell, but overall I'm doing okay. Right. Um, you know, but if someone's like, how's your mental health? Everyone would be like, well, what are you talking about? What are you saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> what's going on? Yeah. And so I think that, you know, like you said, everybody, we have to separate those two things out. It's okay to focus on being healthy mentally, cognitively, physically, spiritually, like, you know, emotionally, um, and wherever you land all those things together, um, and mental illness is when we shift into those diagnosable, you know, things and, and, and look, I could do about seven podcasts on how messed up that whole process is of (laughs) diagnosing and, you know, what we label people and stuff, but Mm -hmm. yeah, that shifts more into like, you know, you're, you're not functioning well in society consistently. Right. I think that's Mm -hmm. where you can kind of, as far as a mental illness standpoint go to, um, and, and either way, if you struggle with mental illness, then you for sure need to focus on your mental health. Right. So like, that's still, those are two separate things, um, or being mentally healthy. Um, and yeah, so I think I answered all those kind of in this, both of those questions. I think what you even said made me think about, you know, you said, if someone asked you about your physical health, you're like, I'm okay. I could be better. Like, I mean, there's some things I could do, you know? And so we see like physical health and I don't know, I know for me personally, like I would also just naturally see spiritual health in the same realm of like, it's a continuum, like, right. Right. I'm doing all right, but I sure could do better. And I'd like to do better. I mean, because that's what I, that's what a good old Enneagram one does. I can be better. Uh, But like, but sometimes with mental health, it's almost like we have this mindset of it's like you're either okay or you're not okay. That's sure. right. It's not like you're either just you. doing great. Yeah. Or, or doing <laughs> terribly. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. As and we like, keep trying to beat it into I'm doing great. No, no, I'm fine. I don't need yeah. anything. Yeah. Don't, yeah. Don't. Yeah. Because, you know, I think the stigma of like someone think I'm crazy and, you know, all yeah. that. I'm, and which is, I'm like, y'all, if there is still that stigma out there, I need to find these people because yeah. oh, surely we have all talked about this enough, right? Like yeah, that right. It's, it's okay. You know, and, and I think too, we categorize things weird. Melanie, I'm going to pick on you. I hope this is okay. Cause you and I were talking the other day. And like, if I were, were to ask you, you were like 
fired up about some stuff. And if I would have been, you know, like, so how's, you know, your mental health? I feel like even in that you and uh-huh. I would have, you would have been like, what are you, why are you, well, mean? Of course yeah. I'm fine. I'm just upset right now. First. And you were like, I know this is what I do. I just catastrophize. And as a counselor, I'd be like, well, that might be maybe something we could work on from a mental health standpoint, <laughs> but it does even, even in me saying it, like I, I would never have talked to you about it that way, you know? Yeah. And so I, I just think that's really, it's interesting how like the, the words have meaning and evoke emotion. And, yeah. you know, I'm like very passionate about taking words back. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah, so, but it, it may, I mean, I do it too. This is right. just, I think part of what but our I culture think that's what's important for us to know, like, yeah. I mean, we can be generally healthy people, but still have these areas in our lives. That's what, it's literally what we're saying today is this is for every last one of us. No one's above this or beyond this. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's almost kind of like, as you, I don't know, Rachel, something you said made me think. It's almost like if you didn't lose your mind one day, then you feel like I did good today. I'm mentally healthy. I am mentally healthy today because I did not lose my mind, which for the record, that day, I for sure was losing my mind. And at the end of the day, I would have labeled that as a not great, you know, I, but again, even then it's like, I think I would not have associated that with mental mm-hmm. issues. It was all emotional, it was just emotional. Right. But what we're saying and what we always say is like, they all feed each other. Yeah. They're all part of each other. They, you can't separate them and say, well, that was just an emotional thing. It didn't have anything to do with mental health. Like, yes, right. it did. like they all have to do with one another, all of them. Also had a good physical health because I'm pregnant. I'm very pregnant, y'all. <laughs> and like, it just, I mean, all the things work together. And there was yes. a spiritual component to that too, where it's like, I probably wasn't really trusting the Lord with that situation. Like they all are so, they feed each other. And so yeah. I just think that's, if we haven't driven that point home at this point, right. <laughs> that's what we're trying to say. We did well, <laughs> No, that's good. I mean, and, and we do, like we forget, I mean, you know, just your emotions come from your brain right I mean that's what they do and so when we you know it needs to to be healthy and we have to be able to examine you know our thoughts and our feelings and all of those things together and and yeah like the second it's I don't know we just like to forget that part you know that they're they that there's you know we we separate them out as if our emotions live somewhere else in our body or come from you know, and, and what we, again, know about how we've grown up and like our attachment, our trauma and all that, that's all your brain and it all, and it's an incredible, incredible organ. Right. But, um, yeah, so they're not separate, (laughs) (laughs) not even a little bit, sorry. (laughs) Right. And I, and we do, I think we just put that mental, that mental piece into this, like, oh, that's like, that's for crazy. That's for crazy. Right. Right. No, no, no. So, yeah. Yeah. So that, that's what we're trying to. And maybe address. if we quit catastrophizing it, we could actually deal with some of these things yeah, together right. you yes. know, without feeling shame or feeling someone right. won't understand or, you yeah. know, um, yeah. something of that nature. So, yes, catastrophizing. That's a good word. Mercy Multiplied exists to provide opportunities for all to experience God's unconditional love, forgiveness, and life transforming power. Our residential program is for women ages 13 to 32, and our outpatient services are for women ages 13 and older. Both programs are voluntary, biblically based, and completely free of charge. Our goal is to help women in our programs permanently stop destructive cycles, discover purposes for their lives, and experience God's unconditional love, forgiveness, and life-transforming power. 
If you or someone you know would like to apply to one of our programs or you'd simply like to find out more information, you can start by heading to our website at mercymultiplied.com. We do this to ourselves too. I mean, one thing we say and empower all the time is that referral is not failure. So a lot of times in this world, and I'm speaking to myself because, you know, I'll read an article and like psychology today, you're like pop psychology today, if that's a matter. I don't think it is, but you know, there's a lot of pop psychology out there. So, so reading that and thinking, okay, like I have, I can help you, like I can help you in this catastrophe moment here um, and be the one to like fix this for you or diagnose it for you. But I think we also do that to ourselves, like in the sense of we're afraid to reach out and ask for help. And so we just diagnose it ourselves in our mind. Like we read something relate to it and go, Oh, that's me. I must Mm -hmm. have an anxiety disorder. And, and then we fall into the, I mean, I'm just speaking for my own, like personal issues here of self diagnosing, which don't get on, you know, Google and like type in your symptoms. But I guess what I'm saying is ask for help. Like Brooke, you've said this before. It's really hard to be an objective, objective voice in your own life. Like ask for help from people who um, have studied this, who are professionals in this, who who love the Lord and are really good at their job and are professionals in this, you know, I mean, that does exist out there. And so I guess what I'm saying here is, is bling, I guess having enough uh, humility either way to lay down your pride and one go, you're my friend and I love you and I'm listening to you and I'm going to empathize because that's an important piece too, right? I know we've talked about that, like, friends and family it doesn't we don't discount those relationships but go also this isn't my field of expertise so I am going to refer you to somebody that I know or to a resource or hey this is somewhere you can get some help and then the same for yourself like man I've just like catastrophized in my mind that I'm crazy and I can't I'm never gonna live a normal life and I need to be on medicine right now but and instead of reaching out and saying, Hey, actually I need to talk to somebody about this. Cause I don't, I can't figure it out and I need some help. So on both ends of the spectrum, I guess yeah. laying down that, that pride and, and saying, uh, let's go talk to somebody who can help us. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, Brooke, would you, I guess, would you be able to speak a little bit to with even just in line with what we've said thus far? And especially as you were talking about, um, the difference between mental health and mental illness. Like we talk Mm -hmm. a lot to people who um, are in helping roles. Like they work with the people they, you know, they mentor people, minister people, are leaders in their churches, that kind of thing. Um, So maybe on both sides of that, what Rachel is talking about when it's like your own stuff um, or when you're helping somebody and it's their stuff. Like, how do you know in this area of mental health, like what you're equipped to handle and address yourself or, with another person and what you really do actually need to get some professional expertise in. Yeah. Um, I think that that's a great question. And, and I mean, that's our constant as a helper, right? It's constantly like, where's, where's our role? Where does, where does it end and begin? And I think really that's probably the first place to go. You know, it's, it's like, what is your role? Is your role to that you meet with this person once a week and you're praying with them and they're, you know, sharing with you that they're struggling with some things and you've, 
you know, tried to give some advice or tried to kind of coach some things and realizing, Hey, this, this is really starting to control your life or it is controlling your life. And that's not something I, you know, have experienced or know much about, but I think it would be awesome. Like, you know, and again, unfortunately, I, I think we have to continuously have this conversation of, have you considered, you know, going to counseling, like I'll still be here to pray with it, but maybe getting this other perspective or looking yeah. into what's going on. Um, I'll tell you too, one of the best things you can do is a lot of times and what I do as a counselor is, have you gone to the doctor lately? Mm-hmm. Like, have you been physically checked out? That's You'd be good. surprised how many, you know, actually I got a call last week um, and somebody was like, look, we've got this person and all of a sudden they've had this breakdown. We've never seen anything like it. This is a grown, grown man, runs his own business, all this kind of stuff. Had a very incredibly intense couple of weeks. And I go, well, that sounds like some adrenal issues, right? He didn't sleep for two weeks and you got all this stuff. And I was like, does he have diabetes? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's probably what's going like go there first before, well, he'd already gone down to the general practitioner who was giving him antidepressants. Well, okay. That's, you know what I'm saying? Like we have to, to consider it doesn't just cause someone's sad. Right. It's not always like, you know, but all I know is as a counselor, I'm not a medical doctor. I need to send you and make sure you're physically in top health. Right. Good, We've yeah. seen now like vitamin D levels um, being incredibly low or demonstrating symptoms of bipolar. Well, guess what? If we, that's a simple thing we can help fix, you know, versus, so, you know, we do have to be physically healthy and then you know, just kind of helping someone think through like, Hey, what is a next step? Or I have all of this, you know, anxiety about flying. I've tried everything and I still don't know what to do. Okay. Okay. Well then it's probably time to go see somebody about it, you know, and just supporting them in that. And, but we, when we know our scope and we're not trying to control people, then we're very confident in bringing somebody else into the picture, you know, so, so that we're not judging them and like, well, have you really been praying enough? Like, is that why you are still afraid of flying? Because I've told you to pray and I don't know that you're praying enough, you know, Mm -hmm. like that's where we got to really, but when we're like, Hey, you're telling me you're doing the things, this is still an issue. And and honestly, just normalizing that, like, it's okay to go see what else is happening, you know, and if someone else can help or has a way to think through something differently than we think through it, um, you know, and then of course, like in, when it gets into a level of, Hey, this, this, I'm seeing boundaries crossing consistently. Like if it gets unsafe, you know, that feeling, Hey, this is starting to feel unsafe, which is why you want to have really strong boundaries on the front end. And again, this is all I offer. All I offer is that on Thursdays at three o'clock, I will meet with you at a coffee shop and pray with you for one hour, (laughs) you know, and I know I'm picking things, but even in the ministry, you know, these are the boundaries of my, of my work so that you're not opening up things to people who, you know, maybe aren't safe. And if you can assess that first, yeah. Right. So it really covers the whole spectrum. It safeguards yeah. your family. It safeguards everyone else too. So, right. right. That's good. That's so good. That's okay. I mean, we've, I feel like we've kind of, we've hit on this from a lot of different angles. So I don't know if there's anything else that you would really even add than what we've already said, Brooke, but um, it's just funny. It's so funny that you brought up that, that situation from the other day. Cause I really am using that as like a good example in my head of how this can all play out. Um, you know, and I'm, I'm sure there's plenty of circumstances that we face, whether it's like ongoing issues or kind of a one-time freak out moment. Like I had the other day where there's, where there, I mean, it, I don't know. I can look at that situation, for example, and see every component of the mental, physical, emotional, spiritual piece that contributed to that one event. You know, 
I don't know if that is literally always the case where they're, where in any issue that someone's dealing with, again, whether it's a one-time thing or like an ongoing thing that you can always pinpoint all four of those things. But I'm just interested to know if there's anything else you would speak to as far as how, you know, I mean, we always say mercy, we address spirit, soul, and body, but, but when we talk about physical, emotional, spiritual, mental health, like how those work independently of each other, but also how they work together. Is there anything else you would speak to when in that regard? Yeah. I mean, I think that, you know, they work together in, in this sense of, and I'm going to get very spiritual right now is that, that we have authority over our body, right. And our spirit and our, like we have the ability to engage in, you know, and again, like put into practice, I'm just going to keep saying that that's (laughs) called it put into practice, renewing the mind, put into practice, being in healthy community, put into practice, you know, um, that we have a relationship with the Lord. And so none of those things are magical fixes. They are all a consistent everyday life that we have to live. Right. So for me yesterday, something happened. I screwed up. Of course I did. Cause I've got this big thing coming up. And so I really like to screw up right beforehand. So I'm going to have a lot of anxiety about it. And you get lots of material. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 And so, <laughs> and it was just, it was bothering me so much. I mean, just causing all this anxiety. And I was like, and I, you know, I have just like anyone else, I had to stop and be like, I, I, you know, because sometimes when you're in that, you're like, I don't know where all this is coming from. Sure. I messed up, yeah. but why am I feeling like, why are the feelings so much bigger? Yeah. Right. Sometimes you don't figure it out. Okay. Sometimes you just go do the things you know how to do. And so I go and I was like, you know what, Lord? And I had to pray. I did my little prayer walk around my room <laughs> and I had to be like, I'm going to give this to you. Like I've got to, I covered some things, prayed for myself, prayed for, you know, whatever. Right. And then I walk, and I was, and I said, when I walk out of this room and it actually, I did the thing from keys to freedom, right. Where it talks about in the renewing the mind, like who did you invite to sit at the table? And yeah. I literally mentally went through who, who is at this table, who was getting, who was getting removed. Yeah. Right. Like they're gone. Okay. You're all gone. And then I'm like, when I walk out of this door, I'm not going to think about this thought anymore. And it, the thought came at least 800 more times, but every time it came, I was like, Nope, not doing it. And I'm going to move on to something else. Right. So eventually I would, and I just started doing the thing I needed to do. It goes away. Like, but that's something I had to actively do. If not, I would have sat in that anxiety all night long. And then it would have created who knows how many other things or impeded who knows how many other things. Right Now, if you struggle with anxiety, if that's something that's consistent, right, it may not make it all go away, but it sure as heck is going to be better than doing nothing. Yeah. And so I think that that's the important piece. Like, tr- like we have to know that taking ownership of like, you know what, I don't, I do struggle with this sometimes anger, frustration, you know, anxiety, sadness, like, or whatever the thing is, we don't have to always go figure it out, but it's like, what are some things that I can start doing that are helping alleviate this and not try and make it this magic bullet that makes everything go away. Sure. Right. We've done that with like antidepressants. Well, they don't make me happy. Nope. That's not what they're supposed to do. They're not supposed to make you happy like at all, actually, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I think that the meaning that we ascribe to things like, well, what if I try something and it doesn't work? Yeah. Right. I'm like, well, what if you do? And it does uh-huh. even a little bit, wouldn't that be better than where we're at right now? You know? Mm-hmm. And so I think that's just kind of the, the thing I would probably land on for consideration of, mm-hmm. of 
where are the places that we can all partner that when, if you're a helper that you can walk someone in, you know, and teaching them and training them, understanding here in the voice of God and all that, but that it really doesn't have to be that I have to understand every single thing about this moment. I think that actually is probably more anxiety inducing, Yeah, you know, and I don't know how the Lord is with y'all, but he usually reveals things to me like over the course of a few days, Yeah. <laughs> you know, probably yeah. so I don't go yeah. try and control everything and do all that. So I don't know if that answered your question. Sorry if that was too much. No, but. it did. I think it's, I think it's good. And I think what you said is so important. Um, I think just an, a general understanding of most people to know that like, okay, these, these four components of my life do affect one another. And so if I'm mm-hmm. dealing with something, if I've got this kind of ongoing, um, just pressure point in my life, it's worth taking a look at those things mm-hmm. and really just inviting the Lord into it and saying like, Lord, I'm, you know, I'm kind of struggling with this or dealing with this right now is there like a physical component to this that I'm missing and just inviting him in to speak to that? He may not answer you immediately. He may answer you like Brooke said in a few days, you know, right. And Lord, is there like, is there an emotional, is there a spiritual aspect of this that I'm not looking at, you know, just understanding how much they work alongside one another, assessing those different areas um, and really inviting the Lord into it. Mm -hmm. Um, So I know we're now like kind of just in this, like all these things affect all, but, but as we're talking about mental health, I just think it's so Mm -hmm. good to, to really know how, how it fits in the bigger picture. Um, So yeah, I think that's really helpful. Yeah. You don't have to isolate them. They're they're meant to, it's meant to work together. (laughs) That's, that's how we are created. And, and, and for, and we do, we forget that, you know? And so I think even just keeping that in mind, um, that, that in the sense that it keeps us from kind of freaking out, like it's okay to take a minute and figure it out and think it through, or, you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't have to be like, Oh gosh, there must be something wrong or I I better ignore it so that nothing does become wrong. You know, it doesn't become a thing. Well, I've got one more quick question. And I know we're kind of towards the end here, but you know, historically, and we've talked about this at length before, but historically the church has not always maybe been the first resource we think of when it comes to to mental health or even their response, I think is more so like, especially in the church, that conversation feels stigmatized. Is that the right word? Like, Oh, if I say, if I say mental health, people think I'm crazy. That doesn't belong in the church, right? It doesn't belong in the church. You got it. So Let's get Brooke real fired up. Girl, I know. Oh gosh, I mean, yeah. I was saving Sorry. this for the end. <laughs> saving this for the end. One is, why do you think that is? But two, uh, especially after this past year, we see this as such an, a crucial topic. Like, I think we kind of maybe have had a little bit of a aha moment as a society going, oh, this is connected. Like my spiritual, my physical, my mental, like this is working together. Do you see that changing or do you see that um, about to change or do you, have you seen any difference in the response from the church because of what we've walked through as a, as a world <laughs> with everything yeah. that we've gone through with COVID? Man, I hope so. I, I don't know. I mean, you know, one of the things is, you know, being, at mercy. That's obviously what we do. And so, you know, we are a body of believers who, who focus on this and, you know, the, the spiritual and the, the physical and mental health aspects. And so I've been in this long enough to, you know, that sometimes all of a sudden you're surrounding yourself with people who are all, they get it. 
Um, And so, yeah, I don't know that I honestly think they are or aren't. I hope so. I think we've seen a lot of Christian authors, you know, talking about it. We've seen, I think, you know, Michael Todd had something not long ago that was like, look, guys, you need to go to a licensed counselor. You know, I think we're seeing churches and outreach that actually have like referrals. Um, I think, you know, for, for people that they know, like, so I am believing that there is a shift. Um, there are a lot of, a lot of people in the church, right? Um, the, the other side of that though, and this is literally just my opinion, but to me, the church as a whole, um, tends to shy away from things they cannot control. And so, you know, I've used this example before, but I feel like that's what we did with divorce. You know, like when I was a kid, nobody's parents were divorced. And then it's like, you woke up one day and everyone was divorced, you know, and the church was basically like, divorce is bad. Don't do it. It's a sin. Don't do it. Divorce is bad. And then they looked around and go, oh, half of our congregation is also divorced. Right. I guess, uh, guess we'll accept it. Right. (laughs) You know, it's, it's so now it's like, well, that's sad. Right. But I have not seen the church as a whole proactively go, well, 50% of our people are getting divorced. Maybe we should invest in counseling, premarital counseling or equipping people to be healthy before they get married. Like we don't tend to, we just tend to judge it until we can't do anything about it anymore. Right. And then we're like, well, guess this is part of it versus, well, what do we, what is this telling us? Right. That's a symptom of, of sorrow, a symptom of hard mm-hmm. things. We as the church should be equipping people prior to, right. Yeah. And it's not if somebody gets divorced, you're right. Also, we don't judge them. Like, let's do all those things. And I feel like that's kind of what has happened. Mental health isn't a thing. You haven't tried hard enough. You haven't done this. Or you're so messed up that we don't know what to do with you. Um, you know, and, and, and one day I'll say on the podcast what Melanie is talking about, about how fired up I can get. It is time for us to recognize that we are, as God said, we were created, right? Body, soul, spirit, and that those things are all connected um, and we have to see them that way. And that's, that's whole. Right. Yeah. So let's do that. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. First of all, I want to say that as we've been having this conversation, I am thinking about a couple of podcasts that I actually recently listened to, and I am about to um, give everyone on our, you know, everyone who's listening this week, a little sneak peek into where we're headed in a couple weeks because we um have a very very exciting guest joining us in a couple of weeks on mercy talk Mm -hmm. and um he goes by the name of dr kurt thompson and we're a little beside ourselves about it guys we just are not even going to try to pretend like we aren't but um (laughs) but we will we will share this again that week but he has a podcast that he uh, recently started called Being Known, and there's a couple of shows that he did uh, towards the end of March. One was on the mind, and he even talks a little bit about the difference between the mind and the brain, and like kind of, mm-hmm. it's, it was just really fascinating. Um, and then his his next episode was on emotion. Um, and honestly, all of his podcasts are amazing. But when I was just thinking about when we're trying to figure out like what is the what does the mind have to do with all of me and emotion and health and how do these all work together? Those are just some additional helpful resources that I would highly recommend everyone check out. Um, but as I am thinking about just a a thing, a practical thing to take this week away from this conversation is I think more than anything, I just want, I just want 
everyone to just kind of put yourself in the camp of I could grow in this. Like that's good. I can grow in my mental health and I'm going to yeah. stop thinking of it as a weird word or as something that doesn't apply to me. I could grow in this area. Yeah. And so this is a very simple practical takeaway. First of all, stop being scared of the word mental health. Right. <laughs> just stop. Step but, one. But maybe Step just one. ask the Lord, like ask the Lord into that place of saying like, Lord, what for me, what would be one thing that I could do um, that would just really help me grow in this specific area? Because um, I think it's really easy for us to maybe identify things in the realm of emotional, spiritual, physical, but mental health can feel a little bit nebulous to us. And so- yeah. Maybe just asking the Lord into that, like, what's one thing I could do to really see myself grow in health mentally? Um, And then I think the more you ask that question, the more you dive into that, the less weird mental, the word mental health or term mental health will feel to you. Um, That that would be our hope and prayer. Um, (laughs) I kind of almost am including myself in this. I'm like, it's a weird question for me to ask. Mm-hmm. I kind yeah. of fall in this category too. I think I've just, you know, you, we just associated this word with a certain thing for so long um, that it's going to take all of us doing that together. But I'm also excited because I think that takeaway will lead us really well into where we're headed next week because we're going to talk about more next week on just how to assess how you're doing um, as far as your own mental health goes and just some really practical ways that you can grow things that you can do to increase in that area of health for you so we hope that um you've you know been inspired by today but next week's going to be all about some practical things to do with everything that we covered today so we hope that you will join us then we're so glad you joined us today we'd love for you to head on over to itunes and leave us a review you can also find previous episodes there Mercy Multiplied is a nonprofit organization completely funded by our donors. We're incredibly grateful and couldn't do what we do without them. If you want to find out more how you can partner with us financially, head over to mercymultiplied.com. <laughs>